Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never. Yo, what up? We got DJ D-Miles. What's good, what's good? And uh, Jamie the Great is MIA. He's in Cali. He didn't make it out to Vegas, and he's handling some family biz. Big yes, shout out yes. to Jamie. We mm-hmm. miss you, big boy. Um, what's good, fellas? Man. Nothing, nothing much, man. I felt I like I haven't seen you guys forever, man. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like I haven't seen you guys even since before my last trip. I know. Every, every day seems like a Sunday, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling somebody every day seems like a Sunday because it's like, you know, Sundays you're expecting the work week to start kind of on a Monday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that Monday never really comes. So it's just like Sunday, Sunday, just, Sunday. Everyone just waiting for the work week to start. Just, yeah, man. Nev- I've never, I don't think I've ever not known what day it is so many times in a row, like in my life. Like I'll be way off, like thinking it's like a Thursday, it's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, it feels like Sunday. It's like fucking Friday. It's been weird, bro. Yeah. Like nothing seems normal. Damn. But no, someone getting back man. to normal. I think so. I think by the time summer comes, it might be, it might get a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Than it is right now. Well, every everything's opening up kind of in Vegas, right? Yeah. yeah. Like uh, this past weekend, the day pools all started, mm-hmm. like they're like a kind of soft opening pause. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, I mean, what's the what's the deal? Where Vegas is at twenty five percent capacity right now. Yeah. And then in March fifteenth, they're going to be fifty percent. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's oh, wait, funny. No, my, no, my Lyft driver said at, it started today. Oh really? Oh, this, oh, he really? said this. He could be wrong, but he says the fifty percent started today. Okay, but I'm not sure. Oh, I think Vegas was at thirty five percent. Yeah, we're at thirty five percent, and now we're at fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then I think by Memorial Day weekend, they're trying to be at seventy five, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, right before June, they're trying to be at seventy five. Get that summertime money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like I, I see, like work starting to come in, gigs yeah. are starting to come back, but it's like little by little. I've been talking with nightlife people, mm-hmm. and everyone just has like a plan A. A plan B and a plan C, mm-hmm. yeah. but they're not telling anybody like literally what each each phase is. They're just kind of like they're just kind of running with. They're not sure what's gonna happen and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of them are optimistic. I don't know what y'all been hearing on on the on the Vegas. I mean, I'm kind of optimistic. One of my buddies, he uh, he's a huge Golden Knights fan, and so he they actually started allowing fans uh, last week to the uh, home games. Oh, to the ice hockey. Yeah, at 25, percent and he said he was sitting next to. Um, an MGM exec, and they say they're pretty much going to use the stadium as a field study. So if everything goes well within the stadium, mm. and they can, um, if the numbers are, are solid and no one gets any like sickness or anything with COVID just from being in the stadium, they can going to use that as a gauge to how they move within the in the uh, light life, nightlife for the casinos. Wow. So maybe that'll like tell them like maybe okay if we have two thousand people in one venue they know how to handle it moving forward with like a Hakkasan or mm-hmm. the Wet Republic and you know all those things so yeah, yeah. they're really monitoring closely the uh, the hockey games yeah, yeah. just to see because I mean there's tons of cross contamination you can't border every seat right you know people mm-hmm. have to go to the bathroom people have the concession stands are open so there's like, a lot of crossing paths people mm-hmm. are still wearing masks but it's probably gonna be a good test for them to kind of see what how they can move forward yeah yeah. Well, everyone's been kind of referencing that sports sports uh, events are going to set the tone for everything else, pretty much. Nightclubs, festivals, and all mm-hmm. of that shit. Yeah. So if all of that shit goes through, I mean, All-Star Weekend was this this, this, this past, past weekend. weekend, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And that shit was wide open, wasn't it? Or oh, no? Yeah. They, Yo, I mean, uh, the city was wide open, but the... There was no, there was no fans in the in the games or any nah, of the events. I think, no. the, uh, I think the players were allowed like husbands or wives. Yeah, and, yeah. And maybe a, a kids, but 
but as far as open to the fans, no. But I just I heard the city itself was cracking. Yeah, I heard a lot of people came went out there just to party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even against yeah. against uh the uh was it Keisha Lance Bottom? She's the the mayor of the city. Mm-hmm. She strongly suggested that people didn't come, and just to stay away. Don't treat it as an All Star weekend, a yeah. normal All Star weekend. But you know. I mean, People are going to use any excuse to get out, man. Yo, the, the clubs is packed. Nobody yeah. was wearing masks. It was yeah. like a. But it's like it's like Tampa Bay, right? When it, when you when a city like that has an event like that happening, mm-hmm. they can't really say no to it. They kind of got to yeah, let it go. Impossible. And then put these like parentheses of like you know everyone stay safe and 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 don't go out. Yeah. But yeah. in the end, it's like that. The city needs that revenue, yo. They're mm-hmm. going to need all those bodies, all those. You know, they're going to need that money, yo. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people were out. Like celebrities were out. Artists, nightclubs were packed. Yeah, club yeah, performances. I heard it was Robin season out there, yo. That oh, also, fuck man. Yeah. I heard every stick up kid yep. on the, in the in the down south and east there coast, was, yeah. and and we're just like, yo, we need to go to Atlanta and rob all these motherfuckers. Yeah. Yo, there right was now. like mass shootings, robberies, and that this past weekend. Yo, yeah, man. I, like yo, the whole the whole like Instagram, my whole Instagram feed were a bunch of like suburbans and exotic cars with their rims and tires <laughs> stolen yo. on crates. On, I yeah. saw a suburban on the fucking brake pads. I, I was like, God I, damn! I haven't like, seen what? that shit since. The, <laughs> I haven't seen that shit since like the eighties, yo. When was the last time motherfuckers started stealing like rims and wheels and shit? Yeah, that, that episode of Martin when <laughs> Hustle Man stole his, his tires and hubcaps. <laughs> no, seriously though, when, when did motherfuckers like motherfuckers stop doing that shit in the two thousands? No, they weren't like taking yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. That was back yeah. when people were putting locks on their rims. These motherfuckers are going back to the eighties. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, how much can they really make from like tires and shit and rims? <laughs> I mean, not much, man. You're not going. It's not a major come up. Not how it used to be. Like back when like rims were like ten grand, yeah, for, like yeah. the spree wells and the spinning rims and all that. I feel like people, rims. people, still, <laughs> people <laughs> stealing them for themselves. I don't even think they're trying to sell yeah. that shit. Nah, man. I think they selling that shit, man. Oh no, man. Yeah, I think man. They, I think they selling that shit. I think like yo, like what, like hubcaps back in the day. What yeah. was that? Some seventies shit or eighties shit? Seventies for sure. Seventies, eighties, yeah. So we, I, I, we I have a question. Did the car manufacturers stop making hubcaps because motherfuckers were stealing them? Or it just I don't, don't think so. I don't think they, they didn't. They, they just stopped making them. They Why did motherfuckers steal hubcaps? Well, I didn't. I never understood that because it had like a Cadillac emblem on it or something. Or nah, what was so it? Cap, hubcaps would cover like that rusted rim under yeah. it, so it was like a cheap way to mask like a, a old rim. But they were so fucking cheap, you could just pop them off with a flathead screwdriver. And that well, was like, but thing. why were motherfuckers stealing that? They weren't making money <laughs> like that. I mean, you could probably take them to like your local little like shop and, yeah, and trade them in for like get, twenty bucks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when you know. That's a, what, what you think crooks do, man. It's like still anything. <laughs> nah, man. but like yo, that's when you know it's going bad right now. Yeah. When motherfuckers are uh, stealing wheels, like car car rims. I'll be and honest, shit. I haven't seen people posting that rims was getting stolen. In years, but it's not even like rims, rims, right? It's no, just it's like, like regular wheels. Yeah, like I saw yeah. suburban was like on factory wheels. But there's someone left a comment that suburban wheels are like sixteen hundred each or some shit. Probably, because they oh, they come yeah. with really nice wheels, and then if it's brand new, it comes with a really nice pair of tires, and them tires are expensive. We talking about like the uh, top of the line Michelin, maybe yeah, yeah. Pirelli. They're expensive. I like love Toyo. I love the underworld. Like I really, because <laughs> this is the thing. Like if we were if we were down and out, right, and we we're like, yo, fuck it, let's just start stealing tires and shit, yeah. right? If we wanted to do that shit, right? Yeah, we would need a plug, right? Oh yeah. So we would need there would be some garage or some mechanic out there that's bu- or some 
car car I don't know some used car spot yeah that's buying that shit oh one hundred percent yeah so, but blue, we would blue. need to know that plug right wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't it be hard to do that in Vegas huh wouldn't it be hard to um, do that in Vegas if we wanted to do it? No, but I'm just saying, like, if we wanted <laughs> yeah. to do it, I'm, yo, I'm, this, I'm, I'm yo, trying to think of the complexities of how to organize this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, it, it's it's real. Because I ain't going to lie. I had a, I want to say this was like 2004. I had a Tahoe and my transmission went out. And I, I hit up one of my boys in LA. I was like, hey, man, I got a 96 Tahoe. I need a transmission. Yeah. Shit, he had me a transmission in about two days. What, is, what does that he, mean? He stole it? Yeah. He had one of his boys uh, take it, bring it to me on Alpha of a, tr- a tow truck straight to Vegas. And I just went to a mechanic and had it installed. Talk, talking about a plug. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you called your boy up for a new transmission. Yes. I was like, bro, my transmission is out. I need a transmission. But you knew that he was going to take it from some other. Yeah. From literally I, maybe that was his a single mother family. <laughs> right? I know. Bro, I was, single mother family. I know. A single mom with like, three kids. I was like, <laughs> she needed to get to, she needed to, get to work. The, I was like, pay for food. And not, I was like, that's 22 not years old. I was like, twenty two years old. That's not I was kind of broke. I knew what he was up to, but that's, I was like, fuck it. I need a transmission. Yeah, you know what but I'm D need a floss in his Tahoe, <laughs> know, right? D, the twenty two year old, need his Tahoe. And so my fuck, ta- fuck, <laughs> fuck the single fuck mom. The, my the Tahoe, single mom and my Tahoe the, was tough too. It had the TVs. Ew. The rims. You one of them with the little disabled kid. I would like keep the belly DVD playing in the in the uh, on the TVs. Uh, look at you! <laughs> did you have the uh, Did you have the TV screens and the headrests? Hell yeah, I did. Wait for the people in ba- behind you in traffic for no reason. No, no, no. I just had it on on the back of the headrest. <laughs> on the back of the headrest, that was it. Did I you have like, spinners? Not in that spinners. I had some clean rims, some clean chrome rims. You no wanted spinners. spinners though, right? I thought about it, but then it was just. <laughs> They they started giving out tickets for spinners. Oh, oh, they yeah, did. Yeah, it became illegal because it gave an illusion that the car was still going and it was causing uh, accidents. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why they kind of like phased each other. They phased out anyway because it was kind of whack. But yeah, they they made it to where at least in California you would get ticketed for having spinners. Wait, wait, wait! But then they had. The, you ever seen the hubcap spinners? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the only time hubcaps came back, right? <laughs> When, the, when they had the hubcap spinners, yeah, man, that shit was terrible. <laughs> that shit I would see like an old like it'd be like a six Corolla. It'd be a Camry or something with <laughs> with these gold spinners. Like the the gold spinners instead don't of, even match the color of the. Instead of like getting a paint job or hooking up the car, better yeah. you gonna get spinners. Yeah, that was man. the worst era, man. That was right? bad. That was bad. What was that era? Was that the big button up era? It was right. It was right there. It was like mm. it was like right around the earth, like two thousand one, yeah, to about two thousand four or five. It was like the big button ups. Yeah, motherfuckers will wear EVs like baggy, the oversized, fitted hats. Yeah, yeah, with the baggy <laughs> Evizu jeans and like a blazer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like a wool blazer, right? Yo, I used to wear like with, the rock. with a fitted cap. I used to wear like I'm a I'm a natural <laughs> thirty. My waist is a thirty. I yeah. would get like thirty sixes. Yeah, like thirty six long frockerwear jeans. Yeah, go to Burlington Co Factory, get the the oversized two XL with, with, with some custom cufflinks, Inglewood cufflinks. <laughs> I had like a wave cap Yo, with the oversized I hat. I ain't confront, man. When I got my Evisu jeans, I thought I was the shit, man. I was just like, yeah, I made it. Yo, Evisu, was... Evisu. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, those jeans look are, they look clean. You I know mean, what? They, they kind of coming back. Yeah, I mean. I like yeah, because them. those jeans are all over the, because uh, <laughs> cause Gen Z is buying all those jeans at the vintage store. I, I still yeah. have mine. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I wish it's I would have kept mine. Yeah, you should man. check them on eBay. I am going to do that after this, man. I got to pay in black and blue. Sell them for $40 each on uh, OfferUp or something. 
<laughs> Yo, no lie though, man. Like that that uh that Atlanta shit's real, man. A buddy of mine, I, God God bless him, man. He lost his life. He was just in town for Atlanta. This was this happened in the beginning of February. Oh he man, was, he uh, was visiting like for the night just to celebrate his birthday. Went to a nightclub. He had a homeboy that had a really nice rental, exotic rental company. So mm-hmm. I think he was pushing like a Bentley. He went to the gas station. Dudes just shot him up, man. And he tried to drive off, and he kind of fainted and hit a tree. What happened? I mean, like, they, oh, they, it was just they tried to rob him, or did he have beef with someone? It's just robbing season out there, man. Like, anyone that's not familiar or just out there flossing that people don't know, they just they just hemming them up. And I, I, I asked, like, people I know or, like, people that were still close to him, because I hadn't really spoken to him in years. Mm-hmm. And they're like, bro, like, it's probably one of them things that will never get solved because no, that's just been happening so often in Atlanta the police and the law enforcement just can't keep up. It's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? He was just literally out there enjoying himself for the night and he just went to Atlanta because it's open. Yeah, and he went yeah. to go celebrate somewhere where it was open. You know what this I mean? just happened, huh? Yeah, yeah. It happened in the beginning of February. It's funny that you bring that up, that same scenario of motherfuckers just shooting up cars like on, I don't know, what the highway or in the middle of the street. Uh-huh. That shit happened to Sahai. High. Really? Sahai, High, who's like mm-hmm, the ghost yeah. rider for Kanye and all yeah. these motherfuckers. He's... Really talented rapper. Yo, you got to check him out. There's, there's, uh, you know, Vlad TV on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. There's like these interviews with, with uh, Sahai on Vlad TV. Mm-hmm. These new ones. I think they just came out a couple days ago. And he talks about uh, in Atlanta how it's like Atlanta's on fire right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like every stick-up kid from around the country is in fucking Atlanta. And they robbing motherfuckers. And they shot up his car. While he Damn. was driving. Uh-huh. But he said it was a Maserati that shot him up. Wow. So they were like, why would a Maserati shoot you up? And uh-huh. he said, because the Maseratis need to keep up with these rappers' whips. Yeah. So the rappers got exotic cars. Mm-hmm. And then if they see someone robbing them, they could just dip out. Right. So even just to catch up with these motherfuckers, they need an exotic whip like a Maserati. That's unreal, man. Shit, man. So he, but he was saying in an interview... He doesn't know if it was just if it was just some random motherfuckers trying to rob him, mm-hmm. or if it was some shit. Because I guess Saha used to deal back in the day. He used to move weight back in the day. Yeah, and then he he doesn't know if it's some shit from twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. But he's been paranoid mm-hmm. because he don't know how to move and shit. Because he's yeah. like he doesn't know if it's some random shit or if motherfuckers are waiting to hit him up again. Jeez, yeah, man. yeah. And that's what's crazy too about my buddy. Um, he had you know. He had been into some shit. Uh, he he was in his forties. You know, he he had changed his life. He's married. He had kids. Mm. But 10, 15 years ago, he was really heavy in the streets. So people that I talked to, they're like, "Yo, we don't know if it was random or if it was something right. something from his past that caught up to him." And I can't rule that out because I just know how he used to move. And everyone's in Atlanta mm. hanging out yeah. right now. Yeah, it's kind of like in New York. Like I think L.A. is like shut down, so a lot of motherfuckers are going to like Atlanta or Miami. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing where every like. If we were like a crew of stick-up kids, right? Mm-hmm. If we just robbed motherfuckers, what would be the cities that we would stay in right now? We yeah. would be in Miami or mm-hmm. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Open. Like, <laughs> it just know. makes sense. We would be like, yo, let's go to fucking... Those, those cities are open. Yeah. yeah. I would even be <laughs> bouncing back and forth. I mean, the drive can't be that long, right? Right. Even if we were mm-hmm. driving back and forth, especially if we had guns and shit, mm-hmm. driving back, I'm, I'm like laying out the whole. <laughs> I know, right? Somebody's listening right now, like this, like, like really? taking notes. I'm oh, like, yeah. shit, yeah, man, you can do that. It's, it's, like, it's like my entre- entrepreneurial spirit is yeah. coming out. So wait, if I was gonna plan robbing these motherfuckers, I'd be like, yo, I'd set up shop in Miami, and I'd set up shop in Atlanta, yep. right? 
mm-hmm. and I have a team in Atlanta and a team in Miami. And then let's say All-Star Weekend hits up Atlanta, everyone goes to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then that's how they that's how they moving and shit. Yeah, and the thing is, and it, even I've noticed it, when I'm in Atlanta, it's really easy to spot someone that ain't from there. Mm. Like, it's just the way that the culture is out there. You can easily fill out a place really fast because it's, people just move a certain way in Atlanta that's really true to the city. Mm-hmm. Same with probably Miami. Like, they can spot them real fast and then you know if you're robbing someone from out of town it's way easier to get caught up yeah it's, it's a smaller local. it's a little mm-hmm. smaller of a city right everyone yeah. kind of knows everyone and shit yeah i heard it's always happening though after the club yep like motherfuckers going to the club spending the money mm-hmm. at the tables flossing yeah and then these motherfuckers get them right after the club yeah. and and when atlanta even though it's a city it's still the country so as soon as you hop on 85 it's completely pitch black. Right. There's no like lights on the freeways. It's just just huge bushes. Like a motherfucker could disappear in a second out there. Shit, you know what man. I mean? And no one know. It, it'd take days for someone to even, you know, maybe even know that they're missing. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man. man. But you know what's you know what's crazy too, uh skipping states in California in the Bay Area. My buddy just came back. He said the the new thing up there is that cats are uh just sticking you up in traffic on the freeway mm. on foot. Like if you if your car you got a nice car they just busting the window, getting you out the car and they just keep it moving in traffic. Oh wow, <laughs> that's the new shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, wow. So the Bay like like Oakland, you know what I mean? Places like that. That's what they're doing right now. Yo, you know what you could do? You could even have like a mo- motorcycle gang. Oh yeah, you have like a bike gang. Just yeah. kind of go through like the cars and just speed off. Just yeah. rob like twenty cars in traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no man. one could go. Nowhere, I don't know man. about that. Twenty cars in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man! I come up, you got to come up with a plan somehow, though. Yeah, but you could do it. I'm, okay. Why am I thinking all this criminal shit right <laughs> no, now? Right? Wow, man! Shit, you gotta you gotta have that state of mind and just be prepared. I've been watching hip hop un- uncovered. I was just like, oh, yeah. uh, just thinking of all that shit. Can you imagine all that shit that they would? Oh man! Yo, you yeah. want to laugh? I was actually watching it last night before I fell asleep. Yeah, again. And- you're yeah, watching again? I, no, I, I haven't. I didn't see the last episode. Yeah, yeah. So I was catching up on that, and I dreamt that I was a fucking drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I wait, wait. I, I thought I was hanging out with Bibby. <laughs> Bimmy? Bimmy. What was Queens. your position? What was you? Nah, a shooter? Nah, I was just like the, the drug handler, man. You were the driver? Come yeah. On. You were the handler? handler. <laughs> Never would have just been the driver. Yeah. <laughs> Never would have been it. What would you have been? In those days, I probably would have been a driver. Nah. Yeah, I'm just I'm real I'm real observant. Like knowing my personality, I'd have been like the getaway driver. You don't think you would have been like an enforcer? I might because of your size. No, because I probably I would have been. I probably would have been a good stick up kid because yeah. I can get out of a situation really fast on my feet. I think you would have been an enforcer. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm quiet. <laughs> nah, because you're like you know you're not you're not you're kind of like a little sh- shorter in stature. Uh huh. So like it's it's unpredictable. True. Right. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of motherfuckers they would underestimate you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd make you a shooter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely be a driver. I'm not, I'm not a shooter, man. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do that. I wonder what my position would be, man. You'd be a shooter, man. No, I wouldn't be a shooter. No, no, no. Yeah. There's always a guy that's, like, kind of, like, just in the mix that just looks mm-hmm. out of place but still, like, real sociable. You might be that guy. Yeah, and he's know. a shooter also, man. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not a shooter. <laughs> I don't think I'd be the shooter, man. Nah, I think I'd be like playing this shit. I'd be like behind the scenes. You'd be the orchestra, like the the conductor. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, what is that? Usual Suspects. 
Kevin Spacey. Kaiser Sosa. Kaiser Sose. Jose. He said, nah, I wouldn't be that either, man. I don't know yeah. what I'd be. I can't be a I can't be a, I feel so bad for everyone I robbed, yo. Yeah. I just have too much empathy. If you gotta <laughs> do it, you gotta do it. You probably wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, if you uh, if if that was like your means of surviving. Exactly. Fam, I remember like in fucking uh in middle school I would get into a fight and if like I if I hit someone in the head, I would stop and I'd be like, yo, you I I you couldn't oh, even shit. continue with that. <laughs> in shit, the middle bro. of a fight? <laughs> in the middle of a fight and then it would kinda end, yo. Yeah. Yeah. I Damn. Have, I've had that many many times when I've been like grappled up with motherfuckers. Uh-huh. And then, like after, like every, like the fight's still going. I'm like, yo, if I let go, you let go, like, yeah, because it's just like, because <laughs> you can't even move. Like you just grappled up. Like if I let yeah. go, he gonna hit me. If he let go, I'm gonna hit him. So we're just like on, we're just like on the ground. Like you let go, no, you let go. Like fuck you, fuck you. And then you're like, yo, man, let go. Like I ain't letting go. You gonna hit me? Like, everybody just watch you. Nobody's even trying to break it up. Yeah. They just want to. No, see no, you. everyone's just kind of in the middle. And when the shit scatters, you're like, all right, I'm gonna let go. But like, yo, and you just kind of let go and you like yeah. roll over and shit. And this, I just remember that. But I used to. Oh man, I don't want to talk about the shit. Yeah. But. Nah, I was never like the tough dude that didn't give a fuck about my. I always thought about motherfuckers. Same. I've been having a conversation. Damn, I'm working on this project, and I want to talk about it because it's. Oh man, I don't want to say too much. Yeah. Because every time, no, don't jinx it. We talked about this before. I man. know, I know, doing I know. Something. And motherfuckers gonna be waiting for it. Then if it doesn't happen, they gonna be like, oh, you know what's another phobia I have? What? Another phobia I have is just like I don't like to mention anything because someone. There's so many motherfuckers that just take shit that's not theirs. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially DJs. Like, I've just been noticing DJs have been like, this, like, taking any idea or anything. Yeah. Like, they just, and they don't give credit. They don't, they don't ask no more. They just take shit, man. It's not even DJing all DJs. It's like every industry. Yeah. Everyone's just jacking ideas and jacking everything, yo. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm afraid to talk. Even my stupid thing that I'm working on, like, mm-hmm. I'm afraid to talk about it because I feel like one motherfucker would be like, oh, yeah, I could do that, too. And they'll do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, are, I'm you, a, wait, I'm, are you scared they, they might do it better than you? Or the, or the fact that they just fucking... They're going to try it. They're going to try and They're going to try and take your shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really not worried about motherfuckers doing shit better than me. Uh-huh. Because if they do it better than me, I'll be like, yo... Yeah, <laughs> this is meant to happen. That's meant to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the motherfuckers that don't do it better than and me. Do some like poor man's version of but it. But do it before you. It, it don't even they matter. It, it, it just ma- it. it just like when it when that motherfucker does it, another motherfucker does it, and then it just oversaturates the shit, and then it's not special no more. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I mean, that's gonna happen. And that happens in, inevitably with anything, man. Yeah. But I have a phobia with that shit right now. But anyway, I it somehow came up. To the question of how I got my crooked name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was like thinking of my childhood. And when I was growing up, they used to call me Jiminy Cricket. Why is that? <laughs> so, you know, Pinocchio, the movie, right? Right. Yeah. Jiminy Cricket was the conscience, right? Uh-huh. So when I was growing up, I'd always be the, the kid telling motherfuckers not to do fucked up shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they would call me the conscience Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> and then... When my teeth started getting fucked up, they started like just like crooked. They started calling me Jiminy Crooked. Wow. And then by the time it was like high school, it was just crooked. That's crazy. And it was just, that was how I got by. I just like I thought of that when I was thinking about 
You know, just having empathy for motherfuckers whenever. I always thought it was. I thought it was the teeth. Yeah, straight up. Huh? I thought it was just. <laughs> I mean, just teeth. crooked with the jacked up teeth make enough sense, but it came from Jiminy Cricket to Jiminy Crooked to, to just crooked. crooked. <laughs> no Jiminy. <laughs> but there was a point when I was like, when I was rapping, like when I was Damn, early. Your, your name went through phases. <laughs> phases, man. <right? laughs> they used to call me Jiminy, yo. Like, I swear to God. Like, in, in middle school, they were like, yo, Jiminy. They used to call me Jiminy. That's yeah. crazy. And then it was so just you've been, So you've been crooked before you was a DJ. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They even put, when they put it on the flyer, I was like, why'd y'all put that on the flyer? Because I <laughs> felt like it was like, it made me look like I was trying to be tough or some shit. Yeah. Like DJ Crooked, like, oh, he's yeah. shady or some shit. Or something wow, like that. Wow, what you want to go by? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna go by Rich Blue. Rich Blue? Why yeah. that? <laughs> because at the time, everyone was, everyone was doing the, 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 like the full name. So it was like, <laughs> Mark Ronson, you know? But where the blue come from? Because <laughs> I like... Uh, That's your favorite color? No, no, because blue was like... I like Johnny Walker Black Label. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and, the blue and label. then I thought Blue Label was like up oh, there. Yeah, yeah, like, so right. it was like, yo, Johnny like Johnny Walker Blue. It was yeah. like like Rich Blue. I was like, oh, right, shit. Right, like, right, I'm top sense. tier liquor. I'm top tier DJ kind of shit. Rich Blue. Yeah. That's kind I, of, I, I get it. Flows. I get it. Down. I ain't yeah. mad at that. But instead, everyone's like crooked. So why didn't you be like, yo, just it's not crooked. It's um, rich, rich Blue. It just didn't. Everyone was just like, "Yo, that shit looks stupid on flyers, yo." <laughs> but just once, once it got out there, everyone was just like, "Once the flyers were printed, they just it just stuck. It just it just stuck. Like, Fuck it, just leave it." And then I just seemed like a bitch for wanting to change my name. They're like, "What you care about your name? Like, who cares?" Yeah, yeah it's like, your you, name, though, man. No, but they, they, you know how <laughs> motherfuckers are. They like, "Oh, you think you are gonna blow up and shit?" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you not you, you too good for DJ Crooked now? Yeah, like you crooked, like you you crooked, like shut up. You ain't rich, rich blue. Like, shut if up. you would have went the EDM route, then maybe could have switched to Rich Blue. Nah, I mean it's just like now that EDM I look at it now, name. that sounds stupid as fuck, man. Rich Blue. A lot of names yeah. when you like. A lot of names. Yo, when you couldn't compete in Vegas, you should have went by Rich Blue. Oh, what, wait, wait, what happened? When you was in Vegas and you couldn't um, work out oh, oh, after the light compete. group shit? After I had the contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should have went by Rich Blue. Yeah, no, no, no. You got to explain that. You, you make it seem like I couldn't work, like I couldn't find I mean, work. You, I mean, when you couldn't work in <laughs> Vegas. Yo, remember in Vegas when you couldn't find work? Excuse me, yeah. When, <laughs> when you signed the contract and, no you, one wanted and you couldn't you. compete. With any any other venues? Yeah, no, no. You no, had to wait six months. Well, was yeah. it a year? I signed a contract. Yeah, and when I when I left and broke the contract, mm-hmm. there was a non compete, and I couldn't work in Vegas for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when I so you, could you have done that? I don't think so. I don't think. I think so. you could have done that. Man. Maybe that would have been blue. smart. Yeah, but no, but it was like Light Group. I left Light Group at the time, and I think no one wanted to deal with their legal the right. legal shit mm-hmm. of just yeah. getting sued and stuff. Yeah. Because I remember I was talking to a bunch of other clubs and they were like, "We'll just wait for your yeah, your one year non compete to to expire, yeah, and then you can come back." Because like we're not trying to go to war with right. like another nightclub. You should have came back as Rich Blue. You would have like, "Yo, who the fuck is this, Rich Blue?" Do you remember that era when I was dealing with the non compete? Yeah, of course. I, I remember. I, made, I, didn't, I didn't really know you well at the time, but I remember it happening. I, st- I, I think got- I was the first one that I think I'm the first dude that dealt with that shit. That Probably. D- the first DJ that dealt with that non compete in Las Vegas. Yeah. Because I mean, mean, mean deal with it in the sense that they had to like. Yeah, it mean you couldn't like it work was enforced. Well, so there was no there was no other DJ that actually felt the wrath right. of any of that. No one had that clause in any contract. Like no one ever said, like, nah, I'm leaving and I'm. I'm yeah. Gonna, like because. 
everyone kind of had their pockets. Everyone, no one, yeah. yeah, but no one would ever break a contract and not work in the city for a year. Right. So yeah. a lot of motherfuckers thought I was crazy yeah. for breaking a contract just to get my freedom and not work for a year. Yeah. But you I literally did that. Yeah. I feel but like yo, that, yo, go ahead. not to interrupt you, but when I did break that contract yeah. and I was not working for a year, the word got out that no one wanted to sign contracts. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. And then ultimately, they all got rid of like those contracts. Year, like, yeah, no, like, that's what was, I was going to yeah. say. Like, I feel like that somewhat, well, not somewhat, it really did change the industry, at least in Vegas, because I think after that, I don't ever remember anyone signing a contract. No. After that, it was like, not a free-for-all, but like, you were kind of free to move amongst yeah. like different groups. Yeah. I never yeah. saw anything like that after that. Yeah. I feel like that contract did fuck me up also. Like, I couldn't work anyplace else. And I was mm-hmm. getting offers to work at other venues, but- yeah. I was in a light group contract. Even yeah. though they was paying me good, I still wanted to do other venues. Yeah. Because I was just stuck at light and jet. And it was just like, I didn't want to burn myself out. Yeah. I do understand their side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't want, at that time, they didn't want to deal with like hiring different DJs and doing all of this. And and if, I remember, yo, I remember so many things. They never, like the light group never put anyone's names on flyers. No. I remember I had to fight for that. You did, yeah. That company, honestly, that company thought I was the biggest problem, and all I did was fight for the DJs on that on that crew. Yeah. But they 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 saw me as the biggest. We were like, I was like, yo, these nightclubs have DJs on their flyer. We should have DJs. They're like, no, crooked stop, crooked stop. And I would keep bringing it up. Yo, you're not putting our names on the billboards. Right. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. If we're in a non compete, the least you could do is promote us. Where I like, I kept bringing that shit up, and they kind of thought I was like a problem and shit. Yeah, you know. And but I you know, it's fucked up. After you left, what did they do? <laughs> they they did. <laughs> what did they tell me? Well, you tell me what did they do? I know. I forget a little. Nah, bit. they put name. They started putting DJ names on the flyers. Yeah, yeah. After you left, after all that shit went down. Well, they put. They started putting the names after I bitched about it. Eventually, yeah, yeah. But it's like after everything that went down, then they would just yeah. they went full full <laughs> throttle and just put everybody's names on the flyers. Yeah. I was, thinking, I was thinking something that I probably shouldn't say. Not say that. it, and I'll edit it out. No, if say it's that bad. <laughs> so as soon as Crooked left, they had uh, E-Rock Saturdays. I mean, yo, they had E-Rock Saturdays. <laughs> you know, but you know who, who started the DJ name into the the weekday or the weeknight? Vice Sundays. Vice Sundays. <laughs> or it was like yeah. Vice Saturdays or Vice Sundays, no, it right? Was, it was both. It was yeah, Vice, DJ Vice, it was Vice Saturdays that. at Tal, Vice Sundays at Lavo. Mm. Was he the first one to have a name? That I, I remember. Yeah. He was the even, first. Even with, with Five on Thursdays, it was still Worship Thursdays. Yeah. Featuring DJ Five. But yeah, they was, never, yeah, they never had DJ It was Vice Five. Saturdays. Cause I used to open for both. So it was Vice Saturdays and Lavo uh, Sundays. Uh, Vice I used Sundays. to always feel some type of way like that they would never put Five's face on, on, a, on, a, on a towel Thursday flyer. No. Yeah. He's, he's been doing what he... Like ten years or plus. He was the longest Shit. resident. DJ Five was the longest resident at Tao on the. I want to say fifteen, yeah. right? Because he started. Yeah. He started. So fifteen, opened, yeah. yeah. Even like year fifteen, still they never put his face on the fly. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? In his defense, I don't think they did the same with uh, Vice. I don't think they, it was just his logo. Nah, they had his face on the fly. No, nah, Saturdays they did. They had his face yeah. on that big banner and shit. Remember, there was a big banner in the Venetian. Yep. Oh shit! I and remember. there was Vice over there. Like, yeah. yo, what's good? I'm Vice. <laughs> and this is my night. <laughs> <laughs> and DJ Five's flyer had the same like 
naked the, naked Asian chick the, with the back what? tattoo. Oh, I thought it was the Buddha guy. The Buddha guy. The Buddha. Yeah, it was both. It would either be <laughs> it would either be the uh, the half naked chick with the the Asian writing down the center of the back, or it would be the uh, the Buddha. Five's like a different motherfucker now. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, man. He's he's, he's all about. He's his like one twenty. He, he right lost now, half the huh? all that weight. <laughs> he lost say half he, the weight he, he had uh, back then. Shout out to Vice. He he posted a picture of me for my birthday, and this had to have been two thousand ten. Or 2009 going into 2010, New Year's, mm-hmm. and I opened for him at at Tao, and he was bro. He was he was a big dude. I didn't realize how dude. much loss, how much weight he lost, and even me. Like I, I look completely different. No facial hair. I had a full head of hair. Yeah, shit looked crazy. I was all wavy. You look like 13 in that picture. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I had my little taxi driver vest on. What is it? Little button up tie and shit. Yeah. I like, I like yo, shout to five man. He he's really must, yeah man. He's really dedicated, man. That motherfucker is a yeah, different he's up person. In Hollywood Hills, running every day. I like Hefty Five though. I, I miss like, the Hefty Five. I miss like late nights going to eat. No, but five I miss, in the morning. <laughs> I feel like Hefty Five looked like he could do some damage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he could fuck some people up, man. Like no one really ever fuck with five, right? Nah, 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 not at all, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like when you're a little bit shorter, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. That to be weight. a little heftier, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when you're at a certain height and you like kind of slim, I feel like motherfuckers try to pick you up and they shit. Make you right? fragile, yeah. yeah. <laughs> make you soft, yeah. Just like push you around a little bit. Like I noticed when I like when I was like vegan, I lost the mad weight. Mm-hmm. I, like I was vegetarian or vegan for like eight months. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was mad like frail, uh-huh. but I noticed motherfuckers were bumping me in the club more. Yeah. Like you know when you walk through the club through the crowd, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I felt like they were hitting me a little bit. <laughs> Like what you going to do Like you know what I'm saying You know what I never forget When you uh, got your ribs broke Remember oh you say like Your boys like Picked you up and bear hugged you Oh my god <laughs> so That happened in D.C. yo Was you skinny then Or was you You was pretty skinny I was pretty skinny there yeah. Yeah. I remember that yeah One of the security dudes At this D.C. club He didn't see me in a minute I think he left the club And he came to visit Yeah And he was drunk He's a big dude He's like 6'8 mm-hmm. Big motherfucker man Yeah He's like yo crook Crook, oh my God, what the fuck? And he hugged me and he lifted me up and he said, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> and then when he lifted did, did me. something crack? <laughs> yo, when he lifted me and shook me, I was like a doll. I was like, you know, like those, you know, the gas stations or the, the used car sales places? The little air thing. The, the, air, the air dude that's like that, that was like me. Oh, shoot. And then when he shook me, I heard a crack, crack, crack. I was like, oh. And I was like, I heard, I literally heard. Like my shit cracking. I'm like, oh man, I think you just fucked me up. <laughs> wow. And I was drunk at the time. So I didn't really feel it. Uh-huh. And then when I got home, I mean, got to the hotel and I woke up the next morning because I, I think I had to take the train uh-huh. uh, to New York from DC to New York. Yeah. And I was like, I woke up. I was like, ah, I felt like I was dying, yo. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I remember like hitting up my boys. And they were, I was like, yo, should I go to the hospital? And they're like, yo, fam, there's nothing you could do. Yeah, ribs. Like if you got heal. broken ribs, you just got to deal it, with that shit. Let it yeah. heal up on its own. So I remember just, and I had bags. And so I was oh. like, and I was like, and I was on the train. The train is not like, yeah, it's a little bumpy. So every bump, I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> dude. <laughs> and it was, and I went to the doctor, and I actually got an X-ray, mm-hmm. and it was multiple ribs, like broken. Damn. And I texted him. I'm like, yo, you know, you fucked me up, right? <laughs> And he's like, yo, my bad, man. I didn't know. I was just drunk. I don't know my own strength. I'm like, Jesus. Yo, imagine that shit. How long did it take to heal up? That, yo, that takes a while, like two, three months, right? Yeah. To fully. So I was like in pain. Wow, I was in steady pain for like. Because there is literally nothing you can do for broken ribs except for take no. pain medication. 
Yeah. Like nothing. Like, and you don't even realize, because I've had bruised ribs before. Mm-hmm. And then just breathing, like inhaling, yeah. mm-hmm. or like let's say if you like lift your arm up when you're in the shower, just everything, bro. Like nothing is comfortable. This like must sleeping. have been a big motherfucking security guard. He was to... like six eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo, fam, I'm not, you know, like I'm I'm like five eleven, right? Yeah, like one ninety. You're not a you're not in any. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, for guy. a motherfucker to pick me up and treat me like I'm, you know, <laughs> a what I'm rag saying? Doll. like I'm a rag doll, yo. <laughs> Wow, he treated me like I was a squirrel. Like it was just like. At least it happened after your gig, right? It did. That would be the That worst. was tough. I was like on a. I had to take a train to New York. I would say yeah. it was still bad. And then I had to take a flight back, and I had to still travel for those two months. It was rough, yeah. man. I was like, I was a bitch. I couldn't laugh. I couldn't. I remember. It was bad. Was man. you on any yeah. medication, or you just like? I don't know. I think at that time I just you know because if I had to DJ, I just overdrank probably yeah. just to numb that shit out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like yo, it's it's bad. I mean, I don't know how I got through that. That's rough, bro. Yeah, man. Shout to that motherfucker though. <laughs> I never, I never forget that story because I think I might have come to new, maybe the week after that happened. Yeah. And I tried to like give you a pound and a hug, and he was like, "Nah, man." Like, <laughs> I was like, "What's wrong, man? You don't look like." You told me that story, and I never forgot that, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, That's so crazy. I can't even imagine traveling for gigs nowadays. It just yeah. seems like I know, man. it seems so foreign to me. It does, right? Yeah. It's only been a year. We recently had to cancel a, a gig in uh, Texas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we canceled, and we we didn't cancel, we rescheduled it. Yeah. But we literally did it a day before the governor announced that he was lifting the mask mandate. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my. And, and then they said, I, I would have been scared to go. And they said they were going to 100% capacity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. I'm, I was like kind of like, and yeah. then the dudes in Texas were like, yo, we don't blame you. Like, that shit, yeah. that, sh- that shit do sound crazy. Crazy. Like, the, the, the timing is just, I don't know, man. Like We did it the day before. <laughs> so when I hit them up, I hit them up, I felt so bad. I'm like, yo, we have to reschedule. Like, yeah. I, don't th- I don't think, like, the road podcast could be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and they're like, man, that's disappointing. You know, we're really safe. And then, like, the day after they announced that shit, and the governor was like, yo, we're going to go to 100%, and we're going to lift the mask mandate. And then the whole crowd over there was, like, clapping. Like, they texted me. It was like, nah, we, you know, you did the right thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Even the DJs I know over there, they just like, man, we don't know what's going on, but we still wearing our masks because we just don't know. Like, yeah. the fact that it came out that way, a lot of people were shook. You know what I mean? Like what? Like how do you even? I feel like that had to do it though, man, because they lost so much money during that um that snowstorm. Oh yeah, that's that was true. Bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a lot of people were fucked up after that. It's, like, it's no running water. Yeah, every state, yeah. every state is different too. Yeah. Every every state is like its own, like own doing their own fucking thing. New York is like yo, New York is just as it's almost as bad as Atlanta, yo. Really, New York is bad, man. I'm My, seeing the news, but um. No, I haven't heard anything much about it. Other than the stuff I saw in the news, like with Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I mean, is bad, yo. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like my boy is—he has a daughter. He's a—he lives in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. His area is just like shootouts every other day. Damn. And it's, it's like, like, and there's there's literally ambulance and cop cars on his block every other day. And then there's like there's there was two incidents now in the past weekend. I think this weekend alone. Mm-hmm. There's been two incidents of cops, cops getting shot at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So motherfuckers are just shooting at cops now. Dude. Because there hasn't been really a police presence. 
Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know, like I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's getting crazy. My boy wants to leave New York. Yeah. You think it's just, yeah. it just has to do with the lack of work? Like people are just going crazy? I mean, of course. Yeah. I, 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 it has a lot to do with the, the pressures, the stress, financial mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. I think it's a lot of shit, man. Yeah. It's a lot of things going on, man. I can are, see that. Are yeah. people still getting unemployment over there? Is that still like? I mean, it's ending though, but I don't. Yeah. It's ending soon, but I think yeah, people are still getting it. Yeah, I know. There's there's a whole bunch of things going on, man. Mm-hmm. I I just don't. You know, if, if Atlanta's popping off, uh, New York is popping off. It's yeah. like even L.A. has been bad, right? The homeless situation in L.A. is really bad. Oh, yeah. I heard. I heard no. it's bad in Chinatown. Oh, the, the in Chinatown. In Chinatown, it's like robberies. Like my boy that lives there, he's he keeps showing me. Oh, in New York or L.A.? No, no, L.A. In L.A. L.A. Chinatown. He's showing me well, where's the, LA Chinatown? Where is um, that? Is there a Chinatown in LA? Yeah. Uh, I can't pinpoint it. The only thing I can think of in my head you is like Korean oh, no, Town. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. it's the same thing, right? Korean <laughs> Town. I'm sorry. I I totally apologize about that. <laughs> oh man. Wow. You got me. It came out. You got yeah. me. Yo. No, you're Korean Town. I'm, I'm embarrassed now, but really fucking racist. <laughs> my face is red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing that out either. No, oh, you're not. <laughs> Damn, I'm, bro. I'm apologizing. But yeah, K- look me in the eye and K-Town. apologize. Look me in the eye. And I know apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Shit, <laughs> oh man, Chinatown. I was like, cause yo, they, LA should have a big Chinatown, but they you know, don't. Wait, so that's a good question. Why don't LA have Chinatown? I don't. That's a good question. No, I think they do. I just K Town is way more popular and way larger for whatever reason. And it's right there near like downtown, kind of like in between like downtown yeah. and Silver Lake area. But yeah, I don't, I, there there is a Chinatown. I just am not really familiar with it, bro. Mm-hmm. But, but you said like there was just craziness. Yeah, this crazy is going on down there right now, man. Homelessness, robberies. Dang. Like, what's the app that you you can look at to see what robberies are going on in your neighborhood? I know. I- Sean Perry always tells exactly, me about yeah. that. Shout out to Sean Perry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every night he... I tell him to delete that every, every app. Night, I told right. him to stop looking at it. Every night he, yo, no, look look now, look what happened. Like, yeah. Dude, stop looking at the app, man. Yo, like... It's <laughs> like a whole list of shit. That's 30 years on. ago, he would have had the, the transistor radio, right? Listening to the <laughs> to the police calls. <laughs> You know the one of them motherfuckers? The CB, the CB radio. The truck drivers have? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> the shooting, shooting on Providence Avenue. Central Park. 72nd Street, Broadway is shooting. Sean Perry would have been feeding his cats like, oh shit, it's going down. Oh my God. You know what? I ain't going front, man. Like, I feel like motherfuckers who have that app live in... Like have the have the shits going on because my boy downloaded an app like that in uh, in Brooklyn uh-huh. just to just to see how shits going around in his neighborhood and yeah. where where the bad spots are and shit yeah. like that so I I can get it I mean I would be scared to get, get download that app because I would be nervous to see shit going off around my neighborhood I'd be like. I'd be yeah, scared to go out. What I'm would you do? Scared to go out. <laughs> you pull the covers a little bit <laughs> higher. <laughs> like I'm going to bed early, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely one of them dudes that would rather not know. Exactly. <laughs> Just, right. like, take my chances. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's good to know, but yeah, I guess it could cause. I I think it would cause a lot of stress. I man. Think it definitely would yeah. cause stress, man. Super. Yeah. Anxiety but then, levels would be crazy. Imagine that if it, it goes off. A beep goes off every time a robbery happens in your neighborhood. And your phone yeah. keeps going off. Dude. <laughs> Hell no. You have to look at it like, oh, You're going to be like It's time to move man. Exactly man. <laughs> Now it, it's funny man You bring up all The, like, the crimes Because uh, Remember our, our African friend Mario Yeah Mario sent me um, 
He sent me that IG account for Asians with Attitude, and uh-huh. I forwarded it to you guys, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like NWA, but it's AWA. Yeah. So like with all the recent rise in like crimes against Asians. Yeah. Like this whole like what are they like guardian guardian angels? I, actually, I did research on it. You did? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> like, <laughs> he just mixed up Chinese and Korean, but he did he did research <laughs> on Asians with attitude. What? It was like it's aimed at uniting uniting all Asians so they could like look after their neighborhood. Yeah. Cause like recently, like you know what's going on, like people are mm-hmm. robbing Asians, Asian older Asian people. They're robbing everybody. I yeah. mean everybody, but still, it's like the old. I'm about to say the old. I don't folks. know if they're robbing. They just kind of like I see random oh, videos of them just like pushing, pushing motherfuckers them, yeah. for no reason, yo. So now there's like they're on foot patrol, like patrolling the neighborhood, making sure everything is safe. And it's mo- mostly young kids. Yeah, that yeah. are patrolling the neighborhood. Kind of like a neighborhood watch. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the '80s all over again. It's like they, man. the guardian, they do guardian <laughs> yeah. angels. Yeah. They I remember yeah, they had that in my neighborhood growing up. Neighborhood watch. They did? Like, oh, yeah, like, they did, right? Yeah. Like, you get the, the cool little jacket and flashlight. But wasn't it a bunch of nosy <laughs> yeah. neighbors and shit? It was mostly. Like, mostly nosy neighbors. Cool jacket and flashlights? Yeah. We, they, they used to have, like, like local meetings at the local park, like, once a month. And they had, like, walkie-talkies and they would and appoint people to, like, have lookouts and, like, if kids were coming home during school hours yeah. or... yeah. Making sure the kids are safe. I mean, we're cracking jokes right now, but honestly, that is the best solution. It is kinda, good, right? Yeah, exactly. It is. Honestly, right. it did. It did help me get to know my neighborhood, right, a lot better. So I knew who was on whose block. And Wait, was you on Neighborhood Watch? Nah, I wasn't. But you ain't my, got a live. No, no I, yeah, D was like my, ten years old. He my, was thinking about it my with the jacket and a little flashlight. <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't in it, but like a couple of <laughs> <laughs> looking like Rick Ross, like a young Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't in it, but a couple of my homeboys' parents were. So, like, if I was like riding my bike and it was a little getting a little late, they're like, "Darren, it's almost six o'clock. You need to get back to your block." You're like, you, "Fuck you!" You were snitching. <laughs> you was dry snitching at ten years old. <laughs> hall monitor. I'm telling y'all, the hall monitor for the streets. <laughs> No, honestly, we're cracking jokes, but I think it, that's honestly the best response. I think that's good, man. Yeah, yeah. for for all of that. Especially having the young kids, young um, kids involved in this. I, I just think, like you know, if I don't know, man, it really comes down to crime prevention, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like for me, I don't know if it's as black and white as these are crimes against Asians because. It's about COVID, you know what I mean? About uh-huh. Trump talking shit about Asians and I feel like saying had, the kung that, flu. That had a lot to do with it. You think it did? I, I think so. it has more to do with crime. And if I was a criminal, I would prey on Asians because they seem to just keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't... You know what I'm saying? Like, if you were going to rob somebody and a white dude walked by and a black dude walked by and a Latino walked by and an Asian walked by, wouldn't you more likely rob the Asian? As like on on some crime shit, right? Because you don't really you can't see an Asian person fighting back sometimes. Like, but I, there's no, that not stigma. For nothing. This sounds dumb, but I feel yeah. like the white person might have more money. <laughs> <laughs> but but dude, what never just said is real because that's those are all just stereotypes, right? Like the white person might have more money. Mm-hmm. The Mexican might have a knife. <laughs> right. The, uh, who knows? The, the black, black, the black dude. The black dude can run really fast, so he can get away. Mm. And it's like the Asian might seem weak, but that doesn't even, that's not the case. It's just those planted seeds of stereotypes that we know. So like based off those stereotypes, they might attack the Asian. But see, like the stereotypes in the 70s and 80s with Asians is that because of Bruce Lee was that, yo, you don't fuck with Asians because they could fuck you up. No karate. Right. They know karate. Yep. But somehow in the last 30 years, 
we that that went away. I don't you know, know what I'm saying? Because that always crosses my mind. <laughs> like if I see I mean, over, but they start making even, karate, karate movies. True. <laughs> but even if even if it's not an Asian, just someone that's quiet, I'm like, I ain't. That's not someone I want to mess with. Because usually the quiet ones are kind of like the ones that that know what they're doing. Like just the loud mouth ones that I'm like, all right, whatever. You just you just wolfing. But I think yeah, quiet. Yeah. I think there is that stereotype that Asians are kind of like a like a weaker and stuff, and they and they kind of keep to themselves a little bit more. Mm. Like you know, like they're not as outspoken to fight back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can mm. see that. But I think, yeah, I think Trump definitely made them seem like they're unsafe or unsanitary or whatever. Because you, I, I, I don't think that affects the crime, though. Yeah. Like, I don't think like, as a criminal or as, I don't know. Maybe I feel like I, maybe people, I'm people wrong. Are just, people are just mad. Man, Especially maybe. when Trump is nah, talking you're about, right, you're right, oh, you're the right. Kung Fu flu and this and that. Right, right. And people are out of work. It's like, right. And they're just frustrated. They got to be stuck at home. So it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. blaming the Asians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, right. yeah. That's why I would say I, I blame, no, 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 kind of blame Trump. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see it from that. I only saw it from like a criminal ass, from a criminal ass. But no, but you're not totally, <laughs> you're not totally <laughs> wrong. You wasn't off though. <laughs> you're not totally wrong because from a criminal aspect, they all have to go into the situation with like a preconceived stereotype of what they're attacking. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. But it's like now you're hearing about, you never heard about this before until recently, until it's good. COVID yeah, it's good. popped off. So that's why, I'm, that's why I kind of blame Trump. Yeah. I think what's happening right now is good. Like, cause I was doing a little bit of research mm-hmm. and they said that like crimes against Asians did spike up 150%, which yeah. is a lot. That yeah, is man. a crowd. That's what that's nationwide. <clears throat> yeah. That's astounding. Yeah, that's, that's that's like from 150%. last year. percent. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. And then they were saying that seventy percent of the crimes against Asians, seventy mm-hmm. percent of all crimes against Asians, are done by non-Asians, yeah. which is very rare. Because mm-hmm. usually a lot of the crimes are within the race. Yeah, it's like yeah. Latino against Latino, black versus black, mm-hmm. white versus white. Those are most of the crimes. It it kind of breaks my heart because <clears throat> seeing it happen. Mm-hmm. I, I had to take myself back for a moment because I was seeing my friends posting. Yeah. And at first, I kind of like dismissed it. So I'm like, damn, this is probably what other races feel like when blacks are going through things. They just kind of dismiss it and not understand what Asia, what the other people are going through. Mm-hmm. So then I had to be a little more sympathetic and be like, damn, like maybe I should start reaching out to some of my friends. Yeah. Because if I just dismiss it, I'm a part of the problem. You know well, what I mean? I mean, I don't. I don't think you, you. You don't have to like call all your Asian friends and be like, "Yo, you're good," because then it becomes like the guilty white dude calling you up yeah. and being like, "During Black Lives, like during last year with yeah. George Floyd, like, yo, man, I'm really sorry about what's going on." You're just yeah. kind of like, "Yo, like, I don't, you know." I mean, but some 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 people are sincere. Some are like just. <clears throat> I'm not that sincere. Like with you, quick. Your mom's is in New York by herself, right? And I'm like, damn, I'm. I'm worried about your mom because I know your mother. Yeah. She's like a old. She's older. She's by herself. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like I worry about her. It's like that. I really would not want anything to happen to her. Yeah. No, nah, for sure. Shit, so I mean, I, I know you care about that, but D doesn't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> Which you met your mom too, the, man. He, just, he dismissed. He dismissed the social media posts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> did you even like it? Did you even double? Did you even double tap it? I might just passed it. You just passed that shit. Yo, man, I met yo met your mom. What did he said in his head? Asians better. Asians better knuckle up, man. Y'all better toughen the fuck up. Y'all better man up. Better get some boxing lessons. 
going to the fucking <laughs> hit the gym. So thank you, Never, for empathizing. Ah, nah, that, for makes, real, man. that makes up for you mixing up the Chinese and uh, Koreans. Thank shit. you, man. Oh, thank you. Right. You, you got a lot of explaining to I do. Know, man. No, I'm, just, I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I, it, is, it is a thing where a lot of my homies in New York hit me and yeah. they were like, yo, if your mom needs anything, mm-hmm. like, just let me know. Like, I'll, I'll come, you know, That's and good, I'll help man. out and shit like that. And I'll drop, you know, whatever. But, yo, like, the neighborhood she's in right now, she's good. It's like, she's like, groceries not even half a block away. Every, mm-hmm. It's like a very family community. You That's know what good. I'm saying? So yeah. like, yeah. she doesn't really have to travel more than a block or two blocks in the neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. That's good. but yeah, it is one of those things where like you were, I worry about that shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's just like, it's just one of those times, man. But I, I feel like, once she gets vaccinated, it's just so hard to get the vaccine in New York, like right now. Yeah. But once she gets vaccinated, I think I'm I'm gonna you know go yeah. out there and check on her and just stay there in New York for a while. That's good. Yeah. yeah. You and should, you should man. do the same when your no, family starts getting vaccinated. I'm definitely right? gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to my grandmother and my aunt. <clears throat> they were both um, asking my opinion on the vaccination because they're they're gonna go go out and get it in LA. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? At first, I was real skeptical, but at this point, I think when I have the opportunity, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I feel the same way too. At yeah. first, I wasn't going to do it. I was like, "Nah, fuck that." But now, yeah, I was telling Crooked uh, before we started filming. Um, mm-hmm. Sam's Club, at least at least in the state of Nevada, if you're a frontline worker, they're offering it uh, free, free of charge. You just got to make an appointment. Oh wow! And that was from one of my uh, friends. She's a um, a cocktail server on the casino floor at the Venetian, mm-hmm. and she got hers. She actually just got her second dose, and oh, she said shit. it's free as long as you um, are a frontline worker. So that that kind of includes us too, because we're DJs. She mm-hmm. said we we would be eligible. I was wondering if uh, the nightclubs and all the the venues were going to start having it be mandatory mm-hmm. for you to get the vaccine in order for you to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I guess, because yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I was wondering that because I was like, holy shit, what if it's like hard to get a vaccine still in a month and a half, but we got gigs, but we can't work our gigs right. in Vegas, mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to pay like. Five hundred dollars for a vaccine or some shit. Right. You know how right. that shit go, right? Yeah. There's some like underground vaccine motherfucker. <laughs> so he got the slang got vaccines. the vaccine. <laughs> he's, he's cutting up the vaccine, making one vaccine into two. You know what I'm saying? And some and some and some ether and baking soda. Yeah, just mixing that shit up. You know, just cooking up that vaccine. Yeah. You get you get like a bootleg version yeah, of the vaccine. You, you have the full vaccine. You got like yeah. half of it. You pull up to an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like Chris Tucker in a Friday after he smoked that angel dust. Like oh, yeah. He's kind of moving a little <laughs> be twitching, bit. Be twitching every 10 minutes. Doing bird calls. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but I was worried. I was kind of worried about that because I know that the, the venues are not going to want liability, right? Right. Because mm-hmm. if you do contract COVID or something happens, like they, they're going to, they yeah. don't want any of that shit to happen. But yeah. Would you, uh, would you think so? Because it's like the customers coming into the venue. How would you know if they had the vaccine? No, no, uh, workers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the workers, they do it, but it's like the customers that's coming into the nightclubs. I don't, I don't know, but I like, they, there's been conversations about mandatory vaccines for like festivals. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like, so like certain events, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they could start doing that mandatory vaccine because mm. they were doing like mandatory testing before flights, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you needed like, uh, you know, all that shit, whatnot. So, like, safety precautions. Yeah. Might go from testing to vaccine. Yeah. You know, so it might be one of those things where I could definitely see it for like, like you said, concert venues, large sporting events, yeah. festivals. They're going to streamline it too. There's going to be a company out there that streamlines that shit where mm-hmm. it's an app, it's your identity. And basically, 
it works through all the oh, it shit, works okay. through all the outdoor events or festivals mm -hmm. so that your whole medical history regarding covid mm -hmm. is there yeah so like know. how when's the last time you got tested and blah 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 i don't know man that's just like a thought in my head it's mm -hmm. a huge business there's Whoever definitely there's a business in all of that shit, man. <laughs> yeah. There's always a motherfucker making money off of that shit. Yeah. Big money. When they're not stealing tires, they're doing other <laughs> shit. Yeah. I forgot. I think I was talking to my younger sister, and I was comparing um, COVID, not in the, what it does to you, but comparing it to AIDS. And I was like, they'll mm. figure if they don't figure out a cure, they're definitely going to figure out a way for us to just live with it and have healthy lives. Like, I mean, I was like, when is the last time you've heard someone die of AIDS? It's been a while, at least for me. Well, that's when it becomes, mm -hmm. when it's a pandemic right now. Mm -hmm. And it would, when it becomes an endemic, mm -hmm. it actually becomes something that just gets ingrained into our society. Right. Like the flu, mm -hmm. chicken pox. Yeah. The measles, measles. at some point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. So it, everyone's saying that at this point right now, the way America's reacting to shit, that it might be an endemic in America only. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just because like... It's just so hard to get everyone on the same page mm -hmm. yeah. that we'll never be fully rid of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Texas is wide open, no masks and shit. So, like, they're just saying in certain parts of the country, too, it might be more prevalent. Like, maybe five years from now in, in Texas, around that area, there might be just, like, a COVID season during yeah. the winter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's, it's something that might take over the flu or something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But who knows what the fuck's, what's, what the fuck's going to happen, man? I know, yeah. man. Hey, yo, have y'all, you haven't seen this, right? What you talking about? The Coming to America. Have you seen nah. Coming to America 2? I've seen it twice. <laughs> well, did you like it that much? I did like it. I did enjoy it. Really? It wasn't, people was expecting like it to be better than the original. Yeah. But no way was that going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing Eddie Murphy. I seen it all. Seeing yeah. all the characters again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I liked it. How about you? I thought it was perfect mm -hmm. to watch on a streaming platform. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. I think if it was in the movie theater, I would have expected more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think if they ever had a chance to do a sequel for Coming cool. to America, I think this would have been the best time because I think there wouldn't have been as much pressure. Right. Because it's on a streaming but platform. But originally supposed to come out in the movies. Yeah, yeah. I think if I saw it in the theaters, I would have been a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But the fact it's on a streaming platform, I didn't pay for yeah. the shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it was it was just cute and lighthearted. It was, it was what I expected yeah, it to yeah. be. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, I mean the first, you can't beat the first one. It was just the nah, first one was just no so, way it was so that classic. Happen. Yeah. There's no yeah. way. I like how they just kind of like put little things here from the first movie. Yeah. Like the two rapping twins, the peaches. Yeah. <laughs> my name is my, Peaches and, and I'm, I'm the, the best. All the DJs <laughs> want to feel my breath. <laughs> when Tracy Morgan introduced Randy Watson, I almost yeah. peed in my pants because like, he was like, it's my cousin. <laughs> I look up to him. <laughs> it was just good nostalgia, man. It, it was. was like, it was great, man. Yeah. Definitely. Do you know? Does anyone know how the numbers were? Like how they how the show did? I don't know. It's like hard yeah. to tell on streaming, yeah. man. Yeah, I think it did. Nothing's gonna do as well as box office. Yeah, you know what I'm saying tickets and shit, ticket mm -hmm. sales. Yeah. yeah, but I think everyone's adapting, yo. Yeah, they're getting used to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just one of those things. Like WandaVision is taking over. Like everyone yeah. loves. Have well, you been like watching it, that? It seems I've, yeah, I watched the whole thing. You did like you it? Like the, I like the ending, the final. You like the final joint? Yeah. I thought. I wish. I wish they just stretched it out to like another episode. Yeah, I just feel like they were jam packing you know, a bunch they, of shit. Like, but I felt they wrapped it up good because it's like they it leads into like the movies, like the um, Marvel, um, Captain Marvel two. Yeah, and um, 
Doctor Strange. Because mm-hmm. Wanda's supposed to be co-starring in that movie. So that character's yeah. going to be in there. So I kind of like the way they did it. I, I, I just thought there was certain certain things that needed a little bit more explanation. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was cool. Like the, the Biggie documentary, I Got a Story to Tell. Yeah. yeah. I thought that should have been two-part, like a two-part series. Really? You know what, actually, I thought it could should have been longer as well. I thought it should have been long because they spent so much. By the way, amazing documentary. It was really I, good. I really enjoyed that shit. You saw that, D. Yeah, right? I watched yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. There was a lot of things going on that I didn't know, partly because I was young growing up in L.A. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, obviously, the movie, it's it's a movie, so I feel like it, it has to have some Hollywood theatrics to it. Yeah. yeah. But just kind of like understanding his Jamaican roots. Mm, which I thought was, was amazing. That was really dope. Um, that's, that's like the first time it, it was brought up in any of his documentaries, yeah. which yeah. I appreciate it. I love that. I love how um, he kind of like came up under his uncle that was an MC in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like had a little bit of his influence from that. And then also the um, the jazz musician that was his neighbor. Yeah. I think it was uh, Daryl Harrison. Donald, Donald Harrison. Donald Harrison. Mm-hmm. How he kind of like wanted to groom him to yeah. be a performer, but instead he kind of like used his... What he, his teachings into becoming a rapper? Kind it's of, you it's know dope I mean? because especially with kids, all these little like kind of influences, mm-hmm. they really do affect the motherfucker, right? Yeah, Growing up, definitely, yeah. yeah. And it's like it's dope, man. And mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, J- Jamaican roots, yeah, with with dancehall and reggae, mm-hmm. like hip hop has so much to thank yeah. to them, man. And mm-hmm. even like yeah, his, uh, the whole shit is like all of that shit. The sound clashing, mm-hmm. yeah. the MCing, yeah. the, the call DJ. And, the call and response type. The call and response. That's yeah. all fucking, you know. Jamaican that's, shit. And that's all hip hop, yo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? That mm-hmm. was a great mention. I thought that was dope. Yeah, man. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought like, and even uh, Diddy referred to Biggie as like, he wasn't a very hip hop influenced rapper. Mm-hmm. Like his influence came from a lot of like reggae, jazz. Mm-hmm. Even his flow, they compared it to like a drum percussion. I was a part in the movie, a part in the documentary with that. And I like I did, he did mention that his favorite rapper was Big Daddy Kane. So I didn't know that, but and just it, a lot of things I didn't know. Also, his the first two hip hop tapes he bought was Run DMC and the Fat Boys. And the Fat yeah. Boys, yeah. <laughs> And it's also, I thought it was interesting that I didn't know, like, uh, Jamaica's listen to country music. I think the country music also influenced Biggie a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> I think so, too, yeah. With the storytelling? The storytelling, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Did, I thought all those little things that they included was really dope. Yeah. I was wondering why they didn't include uh, D-Rock uh, taking taking the gun, um, the gun charge. Uh, I feel like they changed up that story to talk about um, his other boy, the, uh, Oval. Is yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That he's the one that like inspired him to keep going doing the rapping, right? And he wound up getting killed by his and uncle. I, and I feel like it, that crazy. had more to do with Biggie being a rapper than D D Block taking the um D Rock D Rock sorry D Rock taking D Block is a Jada Kiss yeah in the locks yeah, yeah. the locks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but D Rock taking um taking the gun taking the charges so yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why I feel like they didn't and then people knew about that already yeah yeah so I feel like they just left it out I thought they I I thought they should have mentioned it but not. You know, like maybe spend so much yeah. time on it, yeah, because it made it feel like it didn't exist, mm-hmm. yeah, or like or that it was like fabricated for the movie, for the movies, yeah, sure. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But no, I, I I thought it was good, but I thought they spent so much time in the beginning, and then they rushed everything. The end, yeah, I agree with you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then not only that, I would have loved a breakdown of the music for both albums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have loved them to break down. Uh, ready to die, and just the process, and talk to every producer. Yeah, yeah. for each. Song. But I feel like that should be another documentary. Oh, you know man. what? I, I <laughs> agree because when yeah. they when they started interviewing Easy Mo B, yeah, that's where I thought it was going. I'm like, okay, cool. They got Easy Mo B. They going, 
have more producers kind of like chiming in talk and, about his process yeah, you know what i'm saying easy mo b is probably in my top three of producers that i love all time and just to see him talk about it and how he was like picking biggie up when you see him on the corner and they would just go have long drives and talks yeah all that shit i thought was amazing and how they developed a bond i thought they're going to keep going that route and they just literally switched into going straight into his first single <laughs> yeah, they just kind of rushed like the 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 last like the half that's half the that's second 40, half of it yeah like they they didn't talk rushed. about life after death. They didn't talk about yeah. the recording process of that. Like I want to <laughs> know about the recording process for fucking life after death, yo. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know that so bad, yo. Yeah. A double album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and they kind of mentioned a little bit that he was writing everyone's rhymes for Junior Mafia. I see. I remember yeah. that. And I was just like, yo, why don't we talk about that album? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Talk yeah, about that about a little Junior bit. Mafia, yeah. They got to do that. Yo, like, uh, there's a Selena, there's a Selena um, series uh-huh. about Selena, you know, the Mexican singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. On Netflix. And it's like literally one whole season, like 10 episodes on her just coming up. Wow. And it was like, to me, I love the details. Is it true to like, is it like a biography or is it like kind of... uh, I mean, there's just all these little details on like her brother, like writing the songs Mm -hmm. and the father pressuring the brother to write the songs and the sister like drumming in the background and them being a family band Yeah, and then playing like, you know, like doo-wop. And then, like, going into, like, cumbia and all of this other shit. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's a whole process, and you learn about the music, and you learn about the Mexican culture and, like, L.A. culture. You learn about all those things. Yeah. And it was, like, the whole time I was, like, damn, I love the detail. Mm -hmm. I love the details, Then all these 10 episodes, and that was only one season. And the second season is going to go on into something else, right? Yeah. And I felt, like, with the Biggie shit, they could have done maybe three episodes, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. focus on uh, the, the beginning, fo- the beginning of his. Well, career. like first one, focus on Ready to Die. Yeah, the second one, focus on Junior Mafia, Little Kim, mm-hmm. and then the third one, like focus on Life After Death. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I thought that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I wanted the detail. I wanted yeah. more details because in the beginning there was so much detail, yeah. and then yeah. afterwards it was like. Oh, right, let's, then, let's rush it up. Then this mm-hmm. happened, and this happened, and this happened. And yeah. It's like, yo, what the fuck? Let's rush it. We got a, we got a time limit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I man. just thought it was dope that they had so so much footage, like all those camera footage. All D Rock, yeah. Yeah, that shit was incredible. Like just from them touring, being in hotels, photo shoots. Yeah. Like the story I'm, of I'm him. I'm kind of disappointed. Lil Kim wasn't in it. There's a, probably a reason, right? It has yeah. to be, yeah. Maybe because everyone else is in there. <laughs> Say maybe Faith has something to do with that. I don't know. <laughs> but was Faith in it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't feel know like. Yeah. I feel like maybe Faith. They don't get along, right? Hell, Faith and Little Kim. I don't think so. I thought they squashed it. They, they did. I thought like they right? fake squashed it. Like I think Little. Like, honestly, man, I think Little Kim just wants to move on from that shit. I don't think yeah. she likes talking about that shit at all, yo. It could be that. I yeah. think it brings up like a bunch, like a yeah, a fucked and She up was past. always painted as like kind of like the. The side chick and maybe she just doesn't like that you know what i mean like uh-huh. like faith was the wife she was kind of like painted as like the side chick that was kind of like rapping and big biggie just put her on like maybe you're right she just doesn't want to be associated with any of that shit I, I feel like there's something going on with little kim because she never comes out right she's she's yeah. not on she's not on social media mm-hmm. nope. she doesn't really come out unless it's like a big event mm-hmm. or some big show yeah. yeah so i think she's just really super private yo yeah man it could be that yeah I also think she has, I think she's always had an insecurity about um, how she appeared in the public. Like, yeah, I agree. Physically, with all the plastic surgery she did to her face. Yeah. Could be that also, yeah, man. I think there's Jeez. like, I think there's a deep rooted 
like low self-esteem in her yeah where she doesn't really want to be seen or i don't know what the fuck mm -hmm. you know it's a little sad but yeah it know. is well she, she's such an important part of of the story yeah i think no, like, i totally agree with you man. Fam, yeah. I've it's said like if c's is in a part you can't have just c's it has to be little kim too like you know what i mean like if you're gonna talk about junior mafia in any kind of way it has to be both of them I've said this before, man. Like the be one of the most inside looks I've ever I've ever had in Biggie's life was the Faith Evans uh, bio biography book. Oh, really? It's yeah. If you want to know about all that shit that was going on, from like one twelve, like being broke and sleeping in Faith's living room. Yeah. Like all of that shit. Like wow. all, all of those details of her going into sneaking into Biggie's mansion in New Jersey, and then mm -hmm. finding Little Kim in the bed. And then beating the shit out of her. Wow. Like all of these little fucking things, like all of these details, they're all in that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So like, you, and it's a, it's a fast and easy read. Like you could read that biography in like two hours, man. Really? Yeah. It's super easy. It's like, yeah. and it's like, I, I couldn't put it down, man. I think I finished it in like one flight. Shit. And I never read. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, <laughs> as like a literate, as an illiterate, from an illiterate motherfucker like me. I enjoyed it and I couldn't put it down. And usually, like, if I read a book, I'll fall asleep in like ten minutes. I'll be like, "Yeah, I can't keep my eyes open." But that's <laughs> definitely pick that shit up. No, that's um, weird, man. Because even I was talking to one of my buddies, and I was like, "If you listen to Lil Kim's hardcore album now, that shit sound good, man. Like it, yeah. it did. It aged really well. Like all them tracks. Like they obviously we can't probably play them in the club, but just from an aesthetic of listening to it in my car or in the gym, that shit sounds amazing. I know Biggie read a lot of the rhymes, but Mm -hmm. She has to be a part of that story more. Like if they ever, if they do anything more, like like you said, like they could have done another episode and really gone into detail with the Junior Mafia shit. Her voice and her cadence, though, yeah, is so good. Like her delivery and shit. Mm -hmm. I think she set a new standard with that because yeah. I don't think I don't think uh, a lot of female rappers had that before. Yeah, mm. she had like a, a, a grittiness to her. She yeah. was really like. I mean, she had a grittiness, and she was like. Like yeah, MC Light. Like she was like kind of like one of the fellas. But she didn't. But she Kim didn't, was like a she didn't female. Play with her, she didn't play with her voice delivery. Like MC Light was like straight up rapping. Mm -hmm. Like she, she had the. But same she was like tone. a tough. She was like the yeah. tough yeah, yeah. Brooklyn rapper. But. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But Little Kim had like different tones. Yeah, like, I bet you big. She had like different flows. Who? Mm -hmm. she, she would make yeah. noises. And that was and like shit. all Biggie. I feel like he's like yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah, I was you know. But it was a good watch though. Like. Definitely you know, worth watching. Yeah, there was a lot of things that going into it, I didn't have any expectations, but after watching it, I was like, "Wow, I, I learned a lot." And to be honest, like, I don't want my my uh, West Coast friends to like kill me off for this, but I I like look at Biggie and Pac differently now. Like, I almost want to put Biggie a little bit ahead. Really? Just from a rhyme standpoint, mm. not from what he did overall career, but just as a a pure rap artist, I might put Biggie. A little head, I think. I want to say, of course, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> but this is coming from someone that grew up in Inglewood. Yeah, man. like I had no interest in listening to Biggie when Pac was killing it because I was just so brainwashed with West Coast shit, and I didn't want to like, give anything else a chance. When I, in my adult years, I see it different, and I think that I I really can appreciate the artist that Biggie was. But I still love Pac as like a poet, like a writer, a uh, philanthropist, actor, like all those mm -hmm. things he did, mm -hmm. but. Biggie was just raw, man. Like, just everything I watched last night in that documentary, he was just yeah. so raw. And I have a, a huge, much much more greater appreciation for him than I did before. I just also think uh, there hasn't been really many good 
bio content on Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like... All Eyes on Me was... <laughs> yeah, like that movie was horrible, bro. Yeah, man. And then, like, there was one good documentary on him. I forgot what it was called. It was mm-hmm. like it was like 15 years ago, though, right? Well, it was like him narrating it. Was it that one? I don't I don't know. There was a Tupac documentary that yeah, came and, and out. And it had a soundtrack to it, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the Eminem song was in on that soundtrack. Was right? it The Resurrection or something like that? I think that's Tupac what it was. Resurrection. Resurrection. Was it Tupac Resurrection? I yeah. believe so. I think that was the only decent documentary yeah. that came out. And then there was nothing really else that yeah. came. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just been kind of like, everyone's just trying to make money off of that motherfucker. So, like, yeah. all these all this content that came out on Tupac. I just, just think all it, eyes on it me kind was of vague, bro. Like it didn't go into detail on anything. Really, it just touched. It just yeah. touched little things here and there, like his move to the bay and his relationship with Jada. And but it was just bad. Death Row. It was just yeah. It was. I don't know. Even man. the casting, man. I know that <laughs> <laughs> the casting was bad, yo. It was just. It was just really bad, man. And then they used like the same dude from the Biggie movie. The, the guy oh, who played yeah. Biggie, they, they played used Biggie the same sugar in, in the yeah, and that was bad. I know, man. And yeah. then for some reason, the actor who played Biggie in the Tupac movie, he forgot how to do his Biggie impression. <laughs> he, <laughs> just, <laughs> he just started talking to him like this, like, "Yeah, hey, I don't know. You shouldn't trust that dude, man. That dude's shady." Yeah, that was a weird movie. Man. It was just bad. Whenever man. I see it coming on, like repeat on Lifetime, I'm like, man, I can't, I can't watch this shit. This shit is whack. I, I've yet to really see an in-depth look, in-depth look on Tupac's uh, kind of music and yeah. his process, mm-hmm. and talking about how he did that shit. But I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would love, to, I would love to see a Biggie joint though, man. You know what it is with yeah. Tupac too? I think is that he ran with so many different circles throughout the course of his 25 years mm-hmm. that it's probably hard to get 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 all of that information and put it into one thing like biggie grew up with junior mafia and his whole circle stayed the same right so it's probably a lot easier to like communicate amongst that circle to mm-hmm. get the truth it's like a big difference between when tupac released me against the world then when he released um the the, uh, the first death row record all, all eyes on me all eyes on me yeah but you know what that that says something about tupac right because he's kind of a, a loner and a survivor yeah so yeah. he's He's literally had to just survive and just and just kind of you know, everyone says like, yo, you get like three different Tupacs, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think he just had to do that to survive, right? Yeah. He had to be a chameleon. Like he had to he had to fit in with the digital underground. Yeah. He had to fit in with, with the, the death, death row. row. Yeah. So I feel like he didn't really come up with a crew like yeah. Like Biggie, like Biggie. He was trying to fit in with the New York rappers. Yeah, he's like New York, LA. He's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he in like Philly or some shit? I don't know. What Came up, he grew up in Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah in Baltimore. Yeah. In mm-hmm. Baltimore, right? Yeah. yeah. And then Biggie is like, you really know where his roots came from. Mm-hmm. Jamaican, Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. He's w- he was with his day ones till the end. Yep. Yeah. So it's a very different, it's two different stories, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's one that's He had like, the same yeah. producers from yeah. the first two mm-hmm. albums. Nothing changed. There's a loyalty Pac, there, right? Pac, right. He was like, yeah, you're right. It was like changed. It's like so many different people was in his um circle yeah. during yeah. his lifetime, but nobody stayed. It was never the same crew. Yeah, yeah. And so. then and then you also have to look at like even, you know, even Biggie grew up in Brooklyn and shit, and it wasn't like he wasn't like wealthy or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. he still had a really loving mother. Right? Yeah. Whereas Pac, you know, his mom was on crack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was an unstable household. Yeah. Whereas opposed to Biggie, who always had pretty much love on the block and. From his yeah. from his moms mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's two different upbringings. Like one literally had to like kind of survive on their own, mm-hmm. yeah. and one was kind of like around around a lot of love. People that loved yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like two different two different types of people, man. Yeah. 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 I feel like what, what Biggie had, Pac was searching for that. 
like just a sense of family you know what i mean like i feel like there's so many layers to his story like even from his parents being black panthers you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like how they mm-hmm. went back into the the roots of jamaica with with big like there's so many roots with Pac that we just don't know about and maybe we never will because people don't have access to that story but but i think I it's, it's hard it. i think it's hard to like to gather all that information yeah. and gather all those interviews mm-hmm. because it's so scattered yeah. maybe i don't know and with with biggie it's a lot easier it's like yeah. everyone yeah. is probably still in brooklyn you know yeah. what i'm saying the same people still <laughs> same, in the same, same neighborhood yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy too like man the majority of people that Pac really rode with heavy they're dead mm. like all of the outlaws like all them dudes like got killed off Mo- yeah like most oh, of shit. them like wait, wait after he passed yeah like a lot of them dudes passed away. How come motherfuckers don't talk about that? So I'm saying yeah, it's, just, right? it's just like literally after Pac's death, after Biggie's death, a lot of them dudes just got killed off. Like Omar Gaddafi, like all them dudes he was running with, with the Outlaws when they had their Outlaw album. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them dudes any I don't think any of them dudes that was on Hit 'Em Up is alive. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you, think that's, you think yeah. that's some shake shit? I don't know, man. But it's just I don't think crazy. it was shake shit. But I mean, like. Yeah, I feel like they was just some doing that. Some was up, you know. What I mean? Like, how is that possible that all them dudes are not no longer living? Shit's crazy. I don't know. So, it sounds yeah. a little too weird. <laughs> conspiracy theory, possibly it's conspiracy theory. Hey, oh, by the way, man, we got to give a big shout to Homicide, man. DJ Homicide, Craig Anthony. It's good, bro. One of my man. favorite IG accounts too, Urban Sicko. Yeah. Um, you know he's having complications. He's not uh, in the best shape right now. Yeah. We want him to feel better. Yeah, man. I think uh, a bunch of DJs went on Twitch stream for him. And um, yo, man, we just, you know. Get well soon, bro. Get, get well, well for you, man. Yeah. 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 And uh, also want to give a big shout uh, and much love to DJ Audio One from the Bay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he suffered from a stroke late last year. Mm-hmm. He's still in recovery. Our heart goes out to you, my man. And um, he still got bills and he's got hospital bills to pay. And we want to make sure we can support him. $5, $10, $20, whatever you can. Yeah. Uh, you can send those donations to paypal.me slash DJ Audio One. Mm-hmm. And that's a one, like a number one. You can also support him on his on his Twitch stream because mm-hmm. a lot of DJs have been uh, supporting him there. And they've mm-hmm. been DJing on his uh, account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've been keeping his, uh, his Twitch alive. Mm-hmm. You can go to twitch.tv slash DJ Audio One. That's a number one over there. Yeah. Uh, prayers up, man. We miss you, man. Yeah, man. Hope you get better soon, hope man. You get better. Up, Ho- homicide. Hope you get better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. And uh, so, if you want to watch this episode on YouTube or view some of our older episodes as well, you can go to YouTube.com/slash/RoadPodcast. Like, comment, subscribe. We post new episodes every Thursday. Every Thursday, y'all, without fail. So definitely come check out the new episodes on YouTube on Thursdays. And um, I right, chill. And uh, and we out, man. Peace. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.